0: Hello, I'm Fern Cotton, and this is Happy Place, the show where we take any potential negative energy and channel it into something more constructive. Today, I'm meeting Gregory Porter.
1: Sometimes if you have something to say, sometimes being quiet with yourself and being alone can be the point at which you connect to the right move. The crowd may not influence you. You may be the influencer. But you got to get quiet and alone in order to do that. That can be scary. An original idea is lonely.
0: Gregory is an absolutely stunning jazz singer. That doesn't really do him justice, though. His album Liquid Spirit won a Grammy for Best Jazz Vocal Album, and it's had over 20 million streams. He didn't necessarily have the overnight success society can sometimes blind us into thinking we have a right to, Music is something that's been innate within him since childhood, but his career is a phenomenal lesson in the importance of perseverance, dedication, and self belief. California born Gregory was in London when we spoke last month, and I loved hearing his thoughts about how taking our time and getting to know ourselves in those quieter moments can elicit the most authentic creativity. I also really liked talking to him about food.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today.
0: Okay then, this is the show. Gregory?
1: Hello, hello.
0: Gregory, are you well and happy today?
1: I am. I am. I'm feeling quite good uh today.
0: Yeah. Quite good. We will take it. Well, I I feel, I'm I've got that uh it's the Friday feeling, but <laughs> in terms of, like, being a parent, the Friday feeling is not, yay, yeah, it's the weekend. The Friday feeling is, I've made it to Friday and I'm one step away from being on my knees. That's where I'm at. I am tired. But I'm, yeah. so, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast and I've actually spent any chunks of free time I've had this week, I've spent listening to Still Rising whilst okay. mooching around my kitchen and All it's right. just... It's filled me with good vibes, optimism. Yeah. Listening to your divine voice is, is always an absolute pleasure. And I guess that the title Still Rising alludes to the fact that you feel you've still got more you want to do, more you want to tick off the list. What might those things be?
1: Well, you know, if somebody told me 20 years ago that the things that I've done were going to come true, I, I would have told them... They, they were a fool because I think my philosophy is just to remain open to whatever can be and realize that the possibility of beyond your dreams is, is where it's at. There's, a, there's a, almost a limitation to a dream because you, you, you dream is only far as, in a way, as far as you can imagine but there's even a thing further than you imagine your imagination and that's what i've realized in my uh in my life that, that that keeps happening i'm just open i'm just open so this morning yesterday was was my birthday and and uh stevie wonder is somewhere in the world and he just sent me an amazing voice message singing oh i'm like i was in the car and with water, with tears in my eyes, trembling a little bit. That's a dream I didn't know that I could dream. You understand? The realm of possibility. You understand what I'm saying?
0: Uh, yes. Stevie Wonder leaving. I mean, he, For did, please tell me he sang his happy birthday song.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm just like, are you, are you, I've been in the back of the car coming here. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I can't And the driver is this. like. The driver's like, is everything all right, sir? And I was like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah, I'm just freaking out back here. Are you kidding oh me? Oh, my God. Are you joking? Yeah. This is That's the coolest, that is the coolest voicemail you could ever, it, ever get on your birthday. It, exactly. You can't top that. You can't top it.
1: Exactly. But this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing. You know how you get a, a message on, on WhatsApp and there's, if you don't save it, it disappears
0: Oh, no, it hasn't gone, is it?
1: No, no. I always, they always disappear on me because I don't, I never, I never, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) But but this one, I was like, no, this is not getting away. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, man. You've got to keep
0: that forever. That's the coolest moment. And it's so interesting because we, like you've just said, we set our own limits. And often when we're not getting to the places we want to get to, it's because we're not, expanding our dreams as fully and as I guess expansively as they could be we we kind of cap it we cap the dream we go well hopefully I could get to here maybe this will happen but I think that notion of being really open to anything is so beautiful and like you say you've got Stevie Wonder then leaving you a voice note so it's it's a great way of seeing what turns up in your life and I wonder looking back on the last 10 years of of your career a whole decade how how does that make you feel
1: um (laughs) um I'm satisfied in many ways not satisfied in everything that I've done I'm satisfied that I've had success and still maintained who I am um you know, there's a million stories that, that you hear about um, in order to attain some success, you have to to uh, compromise yourself in a whole bunch of different ways. And <laughs> the the thing that is nice for me is like the sales and the recognition have come and the opportunities have come from the moments, the musical moments of authenticity, not me trying to be somebody that I'm not. So, you know, liquid spirit is the condensation or the the, the distillation of a kind of a this style in which my mother would, would preach using metaphors of, of water. Um, I just, re- I remember that from 10 and 11, 12 years old and I make a song. So. When, when Liquid Spirit or the remixes of it, you know, get a half billion streams, then she's, she's there, my life is there, the truth is there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So when you can, if you start off, if your roots, if, if the, your foundation of your career is real and truthful, you don't have to tell a lie for 10 years. And I'm I'm thankful that I've just been trying to be me for ten years, trying to be. There's there's a moment or two where somebody pulled you to the right or to the left, but yeah, you know, you understand what I'm saying.
0: I do, and and I think you know that's the remarkable thing that so often we can look at, you know, maybe it's a, a sort of younger pop stars, and you can see there's probably not as much passion and guts coming from them. It is much more so, you know, kind of the music machine that's constantly, you know, churning. But for you, your global success came at, should we say, a sort of more mature age. And I I guess that benefited you because you'd already worked out the foundations of what your music is and who you are. And that was solidified. You can't change it at that point. You're not going to be manipulated because you... You know what works for you do you, do you think it has benefited you having that slightly later start?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, just knowing what it is that I want to say um and and this is not to say that you know that people don't come to me with with uh, uh, you know with, with something that's, that's that you know that I wouldn't want to say <laughs> that that does happen. I just like I was like now nah, I'll pass on that, you know you know, I'm just proud. I'm proud of the fact. that I'm not saying that that I'm I'm an angel and that I and every thing that I do is that everything I touch is gold to to play on the title of one of my songs. But but I am saying that um, I during the pandemic during this time I suffered you know a, a great blow to my family and in my my brother passing away from COVID and I needed. I needed encouragement, I needed some uplift, and I went to my music. I went to my music because I knew he was in there. I knew when I sang, carry your brother's load, don't you ever, ever betray him, you know, in, in my song, Mother's Song. I know that if I sing a song about me and some part of my life, I know he's right, he was right there beside me, you know, just a year older than me, so I went to that music, to find him, to hear him. And I, I wrote some words, some comforting words in my songs for other people, not knowing that they would comfort me. So, there will be no love that's dying here. The idea that, that there is death of love is foolishness, right? I needed to hear that. I wrote it, I wrote that poetry to be a salve and a balm to someone else. But I listened to it and I caught that feeling as well. So yeah.
0: That's unbelievably beautiful. And, um, and I'm very sorry to hear about the passing of your brother and it's a beautiful thing that your music has been a catharsis in that way for you and mm-hmm. been connective. You know, I'm obviously I'm a huge music lover. I'm obsessed with music. I've spent a large portion of my career working in the music industry and being part of that whole sort of system, that machine. And I was writing an article last night, actually, about this very subject, how I think I've always seen music as a very spiritual experience. You know, for me as a listener, I'm not a performer, obviously, but I listen to music and I feel a connection. I feel a oneness. I feel connected to others. I feel connected to something that is greater than this human experience that yeah. we're living, yeah. and it's it's magical. And it can draw out emotions, like you said. You know, I I could listen to one of your songs or another artist that I love, and and it feels like that song is about me or about someone that I know. It's it 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 has that resonance, and it's so powerful so i can't even imagine what that feels like for you the person that is penning the songs the person that is allowing those words and that those beautiful melodies to to leave you I, I i can't imagine how powerful that feels
1: you get lifted too there's a bit of a selfish thing in music to where it's sometimes it's exciting when you when you get it when you when it comes to you and and, and if this is the thing about authenticity if you're saying something that you really believe it feels so good when you deliver it, especially when you're delivering it to somebody who's like, yeah, yeah. So if you've ever had to go through something to maintain a love, whether it's you had to wait a long time to see that person or there's some distance between you, a person may live on the other side of the world or another town or whatever, or there's a uh, politics can get in the way of love, but you know, from being from another place or another color or, you know, sexuality, or uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons why there there are impediments to love, right? So, I will go through the consequence of love, whatever come, what may you see, the game for me is you. And so this melody and this poetry is is all of those things. It's both sweet and uh, sentimental, but it's also... Politically strong, I will go through the con I'll go through the slings and arrows. Whatever comes my way, I'll 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 stand up in the defense of this love. So there's there's a yeah, there's a whole lot that happens in music, and really just a few a few bars mm. that that make me feel good, and 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 hopefully it makes the listener feel good as
0: well. Without a doubt, it like you just said, it breaks through everything. It breaks through the barriers in life. It breaks through the mundanity. It breaks through the the stress—it's—it's it's a leveler, and it's so important, and um, and for that connection, you know, it's—it's it's got me through the best and worst of times, and been like a friend. It's like right, a friend,
1: right? Right. you say, you know, <laughs> it's no small thing. It's no small thing, and and I don't say it as a an aggrandizement of myself or or even my. It, it's it's so important. It's. What do, what do your babies do? What do your babies do when they first start, you know, before you know it, they're singing and it's so natural. Ah, mm. you know, and when they hear that from the, they start laughing at themselves.
2: Ah,
1: I love it. My I have a, a three month, a three month old son. And that's just kind of just starting that, ah, and he just, he's
0: like, he's like, I, I like that. <laughs> he's already singing he's got he's got got, of course he's got the tone he's (laughs) gonna get all the tone. um it's yeah no it's it's a huge thing i mean it's it's been you know music has been the the backing to such moments of my life and it's so evocative you know you can hear a song and you might not even be able to get back to the exact memory but there's a feeling like oh i was feeling a certain way when this song was out or playing on the radio whatever and it's it's magical. We need it. And it's also joy. And we all need more joy, especially now. We need to lean into it. We need to have it in our lives. Yeah. It's it's so important. And of course, this has been a theme in your life since, you know, as long as you can remember. Your mum encouraged you to sing in church and, and you were up there doing your thing. At what point did you realise, I'm pretty good at this?
1: Well, having seven <laughs> brothers and sisters, there's a whole lot of... <laughs> Of, of uh, grounding that can happen, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, you know, oh, who you think you are? <laughs> you know, why are you always singing to the radio? You ain't, you ain't about nothing. You know, this, 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 there's a lot of this that can happen. So they keep you well, well grounded, yeah. Uh, but you know, at the same time, they can be your wings. At the same time, they can be your wings. So, so I have to put that in there as well because, but I knew. No way to get to a music career. I didn't know anybody who, who had a music career. It's something that was so far in the stratosphere. At like the beginning of our conversation, we talked about beyond the dream. And the capacity of my dream didn't go that far as a music career. Other people did it, but I didn't know how they got there. They always seemed to be superhuman. Stevie Wonder was superhuman, supernatural. Uh, Michael supernatural, you know, Nat King Cole, supernatural. And uh, so I like, how do I get there? So my journey was slow and, and the practice and the work of, of music was, was something that, that whether it brings me success or nothing, it was going to be something that was going to be in my life. If I'm a postman, if I'm, a, you know, working as a city planner or, or just a manager in an office, I gave myself the title of manager in an office.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that.
1: If if I was going to be that, I was going to be the singing manager in this office. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. If music was going to be part of my life. I just didn't know if it would make, make its way to me making records. Uh, but the journey led me here. So, but no, it was it was... The start of a music career is never a start, it's a start and a stop and a start and a stop and a start and a stop. But the idea that you that you might have something can come and I felt like there was something you know that was happening probably at the changing of my voice around 13, 14. I was like, yeah, I make some nice tones, I make some nice sounds, but I I couldn't I couldn't the capacity of my dreams wasn't 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 large enough to see a career, and and I, I'm, I have a kind of a built-in humility and 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 shyness that that also put a cap on that as well.
0: So why why did you keep pursuing it? If it took longer than perhaps other people around you might have expected, what stopped you from giving up and saying, actually, you know what, I might just keep singing a bit for fun, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dream that this could be my my full time career
1: uh not to sound cliche but uh you know it was really a deathbed conversation with, with my mother and uh i was so prepared to just you know go just have a quite a regular life you know at, at 20 my mother was was her body was failing because of cancer and 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 i wanted to make a promise to her that she did a good job and so the fulfillment of my life, the growth of my life, my the levels and changes that I would go through in my life, would be in honor of her. So, I'll get the job. I'll get married. I have a kid. I'll be normal. I won't go to jail. I won't. You know, I'm gonna I'm be a, a good citizen, right? A good person, right? And that would be an honorable thing for her, right? And because uh, that's what she wanted. She wanted her boys to be good men, right? And so. She said a couple of days before she passed, don't forget about your music, boy. It's the best thing you do. And I know it's uh, risky, but you, you, you move you move me. She said, you move me with your voice. I never know what the next note is going to be when you sing. And I, and I, I love that. You, you put me on the edge of my seat. It's the best thing you do. Don't forget about your music. And that kind of gave me license to try as long as I possibly could. And so I did try for a long time. But it's like I said, when I said music career starts, it's a start and a stop. It's like you get something and then nothing for a year. You understand what I'm saying? Mm.
2: You, know,
1: you think this, oh, oh, somebody will hear this thing that I did and that'll be another, a stepping tone to something else. But the right people didn't hear that thing that you did and... and nothing
0: happens. So timing is everything. I think we all know that in life, whether it's to do with you know your career or any other situation in life where there might be a desire or perhaps a little bit impatience. But timing is kind of everything. And it seems to have panned out perfectly in the sense that everything went so global for you at the right time. Why do you think the timing wasn't quite right before that?
1: Well, this is this is a thing. This is a thing. We have An idea, especially in modern culture, that is supposed to hit right now. You're supposed to know everything at 19. And, you know, because I'm the prettiest and the most beautiful to look at and the the clarity of my voice is best before the age of 21, it's supposed to happen then. Yeah. 22, 23, 24, in your 20s or whatever. And some people can capture it then. Some people have this this magic and this wisdom and, and, and firmness and foundation then. I didn't. And for me, my story and for my message, there had to be some seasoning. So the timing was right. It's just later. But it doesn't seem like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. It's supposed to happen when you, no. For me, a little bit of, seasoning, life seasoning. Yes, that's broken hearted. That that could be, you know, moments of financial difficulty. All of these things build character, empathy. If there's something that I have in my music is empathy, having an understanding because you've been there, you know, you have to go through some things in life in order to convey them with uh, honesty. And um, so maybe that the timing was right all along, even though it came later.
0: We're so impatient, aren't we? We're all so impatient.
1: <laughs> right. Now, in my mid-thirties, was I thinking like, dang, this thing is gonna pass me by. This thing is gonna pass me by. But i tell you what it was. I was working in a club, and then people start coming, international people start coming. It's a little small jazz club in Harlem. And um, they're very, First, I remember it was two, two German ladies came in and they had their pen and a piece of paper. You know, you know, we love Germans. They can be so matter of fact. There's like your name, spell it. Gregory Porter. OK. And can you tell me when your tour is in, in, uh, in Germany? At that point, I didn't even have a passport. So they were asking when the tour was. And I was like, OK, <laughs> they're asking about the tour. This suggests that they feel I'm good enough to be heard internationally. So I was like, okay, okay. Uh, so I just start working on the pieces of, of of like, what does it take to have such a thing? So management in place. Uh, obviously I had been working on finding a record company that finally came into fruition. Oh, by the way, get the passport.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get the passport, you're gonna need that. Get
1: the passport, <laughs> right. <laughs> and um yeah, so, Things just just fell in, into place. Sometimes it's that you know you can get quite content in your little thing that you that you got going on. You could see that going on for years and years and years. I have I have my night at the club and people come and you know there's always a line outside the door of people waiting to hear me. But it was Japanese and Koreans, Italians, people from all over the world coming to this little spot saying, "When is my tour?" I was like, "Okay." We need to get out there and expand to, in a wider way.
0: Well, like you say, it's not necessarily even when it is in the name of progression, it feels scary to to change things because there's risk involved. You know, what if it doesn't go well? What if you do have to come back and and that idea didn't pan out? I think often we see an ascent to somewhere as a, a linear thing, and it's all quite easy and oh, and then you know more people like you, and then you travel the world. But of course. Like you say, you know, you were in a, a beautiful cycle of having fans that knew where to find you and they could come and see you play and you knew you'd be received well there. Stepping outside of that in the name of progression, it, it, it yeah. t- is a lot of risk and vulnerability there.
1: Absolutely. Well, t- case in point is I had a, a career in, in theatre. I was doing theatre. And, um, and I had even gotten to Broadway doing theatre and I had written... A musical that had done well, and and then I said, I said, you know, because theater, in a way, it kept me working. It kept me, you know, kept the insurance paid, and you know, but it it kept me hidden away in a way, you know, for for months at a time. Um, it kept things kind of small scale. So I said, well, let me stop working in theater for a moment and just concentrate on music. So that, so that meant an enormous risk. It meant stepping back from what you were having success at and starting from scratch again. Had no band, had no songs, I only had the ideas and feelings. And so I just built those pieces one by one in a very humble way. And when the real musical opportunities came, I was ready because I built them in a very small incremental way. Uh, a big part of it is uh, my piano player, Chip Crawford. I had been working with a bunch of different piano players, and for me, the piano is uh, it's the orchestra. And when I can communicate with the orchestra, then I can I can do anything. So I had been work trying to find a piano player that would dedicate themselves to me, and nobody. Like I would give an idea, and they were like, "Nah, that's too simple. What you're trying to do is this." I was like, "No." I'm trying to do this. They're like, no, 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 this is what you want. I was like, no. And there's always a bunch of people there that are ready to make you. But until somebody came that, that would listen, Chip was listening. He was like, tell me exactly what you want. It's like, I want, I, some, I want space. I want, I want, and he just listened. And I sang him exactly what I wanted. Is it this? Yeah. And then it's like, well, put something extra on the, yeah, okay. And this is the way I create music in an organic way talking through. It's like, now here comes the emotion. Now let's rise there. All right, and then, so that you know, he listened, not, he didn't go to the comfortable way and the thing that he, you know, cause there's, there's a, you know, there's formulas. And he, he's like, no, not, I wasn't interested in doing the formulas. I wanted to do exactly what it is that I wanted to do. He listened. And it was the first time that I really had had that. And from that, you know, the, the other pieces were built, but, um, yeah, I forget the original question if there was.
0: The original question does not matter at all, Gregory. What you're talking about is instinct, you know, and I think instinct is something that we we so often ignore it and we try and think our way to the best place or we listen to other people who can think for us to do the right thing. But you're talking about instinct and, yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like, Everything's a bit cloudy and I can't quite get to what my gut's telling me to do. But I know somewhere I've got the answers. And again, I think that probably comes with experience, life experience and age. And that cultivates a confidence to listen to you rather than what everyone else is doing or if they're trying to pull you in a certain direction.
1: Yeah, sometimes, um, you know, people talk about being in a group of thinkers And that that can be a great thing. That can be a great thing. But sometimes if you have something to say, sometimes being quiet with yourself and being alone can be the point at which you connect to the right move.
0: To yourself.
1: Right, right. And and you may be the influencer for that crowd. The crowd may not influence you. You may be the influencer, but you got to get quiet and alone in order to do that. That can be scary. Yeah. Alone, an original idea is lonely.
0: Yeah, you've got no comfort in going, well, that worked for that person or so-and-so did something similar. You're going, this is mine and I'm putting it out there for other people. You know, your creativity and how it's going to be received is unknown. So it, it is a scary place to be.
2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: I want to just reverse a little bit and, and talk about your mom, because whenever I've heard you talk about her, not only was she a huge influence on you in, in the ways that you've just beautifully spoken about with her Encouraging you, perhaps even being that that catalyst for you to to keep on going and to keep on striving, but also just her nature she sounds like she was an absolute angel beyond benevolent, yeah. always looking out for other people in your community, yeah. um, taking on another child that wasn't her own how was how, how has she impacted how you move through the world
1: yeah I mean <laughs> You know she didn't like um yes, obviously she was teaching because we we we, we were the listeners to to her her sermons you know we we always we, we were always in quite small churches, really sometimes we were members of larger churches, we were all you know small churches where she was a preacher, so we got her her thoughts and her beliefs you know that way. But it was really being with her and watching her move. That's where the teaching happened. Just watching her move. She was fearless. When I say fearless, Fern, when I say fearless, <laughs> if I could only have that fearlessness, whatever it was, which just like, you know, whether it was, a, you know, if a child was being mistreated or an old person fell or you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever, whatever had gotten somebody and, 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 and made them fall a little bit. She was that person to, to, to try to help. It didn't work in every instance. Some people, she tried to help and they still fell. But I just saw her so many times come to the rescue and still have energy for her children, food and clothing for her children, but she was giving a lot away. She gave a lot away. And we had to be accepting of that. We had to be accepting of that. But watching it, watching the Thanksgiving dinner, the Christmas dinner, being eaten by homeless people first. And then she would bring the scraps home to us. At the time, we felt Some of us felt wronged, like, you're going to feed us after you feed people on the street? And in that moment, she was teaching, now is so precious to me that I ate my dinner after the hungry people. So I can't write a song like Take Me to the Alley without having that experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where it, that's where it is.
0: Where do you think her fearlessness came from? Was that purely from her faith?
1: Uh, faith. My my grandmother had that uh, instinct. No, but nobody had it like like my mother. I talked to my aunties. I'm still. I'm I'm like on a. I'm searching for who this this woman was. You know, I I was with her. I saw her, but but still, I was like. <laughs> And my auntie, my auntie Lillian is like, your mother was like that when she was a little girl. Wow. You know, she would, she would, she was building coalitions of women, you know, to not take mess from the boys. She was, you know, she was like, you know, um, (laughs) there was some girls who was getting teased uh, because they wore uh, dresses to their ankles. And Ruthie went and had an extension put to her, her skirt. So her, her dress would go to her ankles too. Uh And. She was, she was, she was like that as a, as a girl. And, and, uh, and it, yeah, it's from, from, from her faith. And I'm sure it's from my grandmother. But I, you know, my grandmother had uh, 14 kids. So she had her own little city. (laughs) I can't even
0: imagine 14.
1: (laughs) Seven boys and seven girls.
0: Oh my, I mean, And it wasn't a
1: scattered thing. This was seven boys and seven girls from, from my grandfather. And and you know, so the stories from there, you know.
0: Well also, you know, you're you're part of a big family and I'm sure now you've got your own kids. I've got I've got two young kids and two step kids. There was a yeah. point where all four were in the house and it was really hectic and that felt <laughs> beyond unmanageable. Right. But but to have seven, eight or fourteen, how? <laughs> Don't get it.
1: This is what I'm saying. Listen, 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 Fern. I don't take care of myself good, but my mother took my mother took care of all eight of us beautifully. Now she had listen, she 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 had seven children of her own, but she was like ah. There's a girl that's that's walking on the. She was two two year old girl walking on the streets and and was dirty and in raggedy clothes, and my mother took her in. This was before I was born. My mother took her in, and it was, that's my sister Sherelle. not officially my sister but well, she's my sister, you know? She is my sister. And she's been with me, you know, my whole life. And and you better not say nothing different other than she's my sister, you
0: know? Yeah, she is, yeah. she's your sister. It's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I love hearing stories about people like that who, who had to, you know, who swerved so massively off their own path to do good stuff for other people. Because I don't think we hear about that as much these days. Yeah. People yeah. are much more self-centered. They're much more about themselves getting themselves to a certain place how they're going to do it a bit of elbowing other people out the way to be truly altruistic and to do that is rare and yeah you know we passed that era I mean there are of course always going to be beautiful benevolent souls doing stuff like that but it feels like those stories are not heard as often as as they were back in the day
1: yeah and people people think they were like oh there had to be some angle there was some recognition there was like is there was there an award show at the end of the year for such things no right when nobody was watching just me and her in the car she would do these things which which told me this this is this this is no fake this is no this is no I need the cameras to know she's nobody needed to know right nobody Night. needed to know she just did them, and now I think that, you know. So sometimes, you know, if there's there's things that I do, if there's charity things, that sometimes I'm like, ah, we don't need to talk, we don't need to aggrandize it in a way, you know. It's the thing to do to say, oh, I gave such and such, and look how big the check is, you know, the, the check the, the check printed out on a cardboard, and that's fine. Sometimes you do that to encourage other people to give as well, but. You, you can't give to aggrandize self you give to aggrandize somebody that you're trying to lift
0: up yeah know? yeah yes. I think often those smaller moments that are almost you know they're, they're isolated moments they're secret to you they're they're beautiful little moments and it and it's it just makes you feel good as well you know there's that other lovely part of it it makes you yeah. feel good and it's again it goes back to that human connection the same thing in music brings it's a connection yeah. a connection to other people yeah um I want to talk about your family life because, as you said, you've got a newborn baby, which I'm over the moon about. Congratulations! You've also got—is yeah. your son now eight years old? He's
1: eight. Uh-huh. Okay,
0: so yeah. I have an eight-year-old son. I know I, mine is essentially a <laughs> mini <laughs> teenager <laughs> now, sort of giving me the lip back. And right, what happened? Oh, I, was like, I don't where's know. My little,
1: where's my little boy? Where's you my know?
0: little boy? Where's my yeah. little boy? This morning he's giving me so much back chat because he was trying to do his homework before school. And I was like. Rex, this cannot happen. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Do what I like. You know, we're dealing with that. We're dealing with that. But there are, of course, some very beautiful moments as well. I've seen some gorgeous footage of your your son helping you cook on the cooking show that you do, which is so lovely. And it it seems like a real part of family life for you. And I've I've even heard you say that cooking and music are the same thing to you. They have the same kind of feeling. Why is that?
1: Music has nurtured me. Music had nurtured me and, and, and made me feel warm and comfortable and um, and at home. So, yeah, I mean, you were talking about it earlier, like you hear a piece of music and it can take you to a place. I can hear a piece of music and I can even smell a particular dish. You know, I can, I can you know, I hear we Saturday was a big music day. We cleaned the house one of my sisters would be cooking something and there would be music on. We'd listen to the radio before Soul Train came on. So there's certain songs from Earth, Wind and Fire that come on and I can smell fish being fried, catfish being fried, you know, it's the strangest thing, but it brings it all together for me. And yeah, there was a point to what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, it's a, it's it's nurturing. Both are nurturing. It's a, it's, nurturing. a it's a comfort. It's a beautiful comfort, and I know that yeah. feeling. And so you're in the UK at the moment. I don't yeah. know if we're necessarily known for our food over here. We have some strange ways with food. Whether it's, you know, we adopt other cuisines as our own. Like obviously, eating Indian food is a huge thing over here. Everybody yeah. loves eating curries, but our own kind of traditional dishes. Uh, few and far between also sometimes a bit odd um there's the fry up the traditional English fry up cream tea can be quite a lovely thing but I don't know what do you what do you what do you make of uh, British food uh
1: you know (laughs) this is something that I've I've learned you you guys um you have a uh, these are by the way these are all things that I bring home to my people my brothers and sisters and my family I when I taste something strange or I there's a strange name to it. I was like, you know, so from Sticky Toffee Pudding, you you, you love the descriptions. You love, you know.
0: It is ridiculous you know. thinking about it. Why is the word sticky in there? Listen, they're right. Toffee pudding is not enough. Toffee you know, <laughs> That would have been cool. Sticky. I never thought about sticky, sticky Toffee time. Pudding.
1: And if there's blood in it or some kind of gut meat, you love to say Kidney. You love to say blood stew. You love to say, you know, <laughs> kidney pie. You know, and then there you lie a little bit. Yorkshire pudding. Ain't no pudding in Yorkshire Pudding. Ain't no ain't nothing pudding about Yorkshire pudding. You lie that ain't number that ain't number fried bread with some gravy. Cut it out
0: we're so weird what's wrong with us <laughs> I had it
1: last night and I loved it I loved
0: it, yeah. it I, I'm still laughing at <laughs> sticky toffee pudding <laughs>
1: Look, I had uh I had dinner with uh Tom Jones
0: oh, uh, the other dreamy. day dreamy what was that uh, like May,
1: it was what's killing. Tom
0: Jones eating what's he eating for his dinner
1: this is a saying I was like you know I was like Tom you gonna go light you know you gonna light light and gentle no baby I, it's too, I'm i here to eat mate yeah I'm here, I'm here to eat and, and uh I think we had like like uh Uh, Beef cheeks, but the description of of the beef cheeks was like the British do, you know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) freshly slaughtered beef cheek. (laughs) Uh, And and bone marrow. And and bubbling bone marrow.
0: What is wrong with us? (laughs) The sticky toffee pudding thing, I I can't rid from my mind because I'd never thought about it. It's been so normalised here, sticky toffee pudding. But as if we're saying, like... Have some wet apple juice or like right. have some warm, warm buttered toast. Like, why are we describing it? Are we that stupid that we have to have it described?
1: No, no, it's just, it's just, it's just, it gives you a feeling. It gives oh, you a it's feeling.
0: Ridiculous. it's ridiculous. It gives you a bonkers. feeling.
1: It's, it's a, it's a, and it's a, it's, a, it's a, the feeling you, 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 it's poetic, poetic description. Well, I, we could I like say it. that.
0: We could say poetic or absolutely mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> either one is fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually sweating. Um, I was thinking this about you, right? When I was... I follow you on Instagram. I see your videos. I've watched your cooking show. You, You're a smooth operator. You are as chilled as they come. Even your laugh is chilled out. You remind me... You've got the same... Um, you've got yeah. the same sort of energy as my dad. My dad's super chilled, everything's chilled, relaxed, like I love it, I need to be around that energy because I'm not like that. Yeah. How does that work in the music industry, which is the opposite of chilled? The music industry is fast, frenetic, no one waits around for anything. Yeah. How, do you, how do you move in that world?
1: It's moving, it's moving. Well, particularly at a time like this when, in releasing a new record, I'm running around the city. And and there's often, there's often people, there's always a person that, that gets you to a place at a particular time. There's even the person that tells you or the band that it's time to go on stage. And when I'm always catching that person before they start to freak out. I was like, listen, if we have a two minute window, let it be a gentle two, not, come on, come on, get to the stage, it's gotta happen, it's gotta happen. So when this stuff happens, when I'm on a radio show, you have 15 minutes. No, you've got 30 seconds. on, hey, get, you know, <laughs> that's not, I'm, oh. what I try to do is to take the energy of normal life, my feelings, and swing it right into the music. <laughs> so if there's a, if there's a, you know, if it seems like I've came out from having a good time or last, with, with somebody, and then I go into, you wear a black leather dress that holds a... You know, I'm trying to bring everyday life to music. I'm trying to swing that energy into the music. So if you give me this yeah. right before you press the record button, that energy is going to make its way. So I'm always yelling to go on stage? No. Let's not do that.
0: No, someone clapping in your face is not relaxing.
1: Right. It's,
0: just, it's just not. It's not relaxing, and you're—you right. know—you're the person that relaxes us. You know, when I'm pottering around the kitchen listening to you, I'm on your time. I am—I am more relaxed, more chilled. I'm noticing the moment. You know, we're so—we're right. obsessed with living in the future. I do it all the time. You know, <clears throat> I'll have a lot in my diary. I'll be thinking, what's coming next? What book have I got to read next? What? What bit of research is next? You know, who am I chatting to next? And 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 we have to keep being brought yeah. back to the moment. It's so important, but we're not doing it enough. We're really yeah. Not. When,
1: when, this is this very thing that you're speaking of is what I'm talking about in my song, uh, Concord. When you think about when you think about that that airplane, the Concorde, flying twice the speed of sound, sixty thousand feet up in the air move, you know, from, from, from this place to that place, as fast as you can. And so I got to thinking, you know, in the lyric, I'm I'm describing the very thing you're talking about. With a million stars in the galaxy, when I'm floating with them, it's hard for me to see. That's a metaphor for, for all of these, these bright lights, this big city, these stars, these, these, these fantastic egos, these, these This this life Uh, when I'm when everybody is so damn bright and such a star, it's hard to see. So even though this is the bright lights, it's hard to see. So basically, the whole thing about Concord is moving as fast as you can to get to the ground, to get to the real place, to get to your loved ones your coffee shop, your, your, your quiet space, your soulful space, to be grounded. It's wonderful to, to, to fly through the stratosphere, but I can't wait to get there, drop down. I can't wait to get to the soil. And so this career, radio, television, I, 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 I really do love it. And it really is in a way documentary for me. But I can't do it too much for us not to to get back to the ground. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Um, because that's the place that can make the radio and the television better. I mean, you're, you're only, we're you're only talking to me because I I created something in the soil space. So you, you got to keep going back to the soil space. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: What a beautiful way of putting it. Because I think... You can maybe also see people that don't come back to that place of grounding, that don't come back to recuperate, that don't come back to what feels good to them. And they stay up in in this space. And I guess that's also probably more in a a cliched sense when we've seen people at the top of the game, you know, fall into addiction or fall into chaos because they haven't got that grounding. Mm -hmm. And it's it's always tragic and, and sad. And you can see how it can be you know so addictive to be in that that space and to be in that high life and the excitement and the drama because it is all kind of shiny and surreal and, and fantasy led but yeah. you, there's got to be the balance isn't there there's got to be the yeah. balance
1: yeah yeah there's got to be there's got to be the balance right yeah
0: you said it. yeah it's the key to everything well look uh, my god have i loved this chat what a what an amazing opportunity to sit and talk about so much with you. It's wonderful to hear about your upbringing and your amazing mum and fantastic to dissect the weirdness of British food and, <laughs> and everything in between. And um,
1: well, You love it though, you
0: know. Oh, it's just ridiculous. And, um, and look, I, I hope you have a good rest of your, your trip in the UK and... Good luck with Still Rising, it's utterly stunning and um, and I hope I get to see you again soon.
1: Fern, it was really a pleasure, thank you.
0: Oh, isn't it so gorgeous how he so seamlessly breaks into song whilst talking. I loved every minute of that chat, that is that authenticity he was talking about. It's so natural for him to express himself through music. Gregory, thank you so much for your time. I massively appreciate it and and love chatting to you, especially about sticky toffee pudding. I mean, absurd. Gregory's new album, Still Rising, is out now. And if you want to hear him live, oh my God, you have to hear him sing live. He'll be on tour in the UK in May 2022. Another completely wonderful guest will be here next week. So do make sure you're following Happy Place for free on your podcast app of choice. So you're back here for that. And if you want to carry on immersing yourself in some of these conversations in the meantime, you can follow us on Happy Place Official on Instagram. Loads going on there. Huge thanks again to the brilliant Gregory. I loved that. To the producer Anushka Tate at Rethink Audio. And to you, utterly gorgeous lot for being here. I'll see you soon you